Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Freedom Caucus podcast. Glad to have you on board with us today. Of course, our mission is to keep you on top of what's happening behind the scenes here in the Beltway in Washington, D.C. And today's episode, we're going to have a great discussion about the number one topic, not only in Washington, but across the country, and that is impeachment. I have joining me today the original founding chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, the ranking member of the Oversight Committee, and my good friend, Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. Jim, as always, thank you for joining us. Good to be with you, Jody. Always always good to be hanging out with my good friend, Jody Heiss. Well, listen, there's, there's no bigger topic in the country right now than impeachment. Uh, just a general overview from your perspective. I don't think anyone's been more on the front line than you have, uh, Jim. Where, where, do you, where do you see this as we currently stand? Well, it's unfair and it's partisan and it's ridiculous. Uh, let's let's just let's just be honest. Uh, and you know, you got to go back to the beginning. Think about what the Democrats are trying to do here, Jody. Um, <clears throat> Speaker Pelosi, uh, Chairman Schiff, are trying to impeach the President of the United States thirteen months before an election, based on an anonymous whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge who has a bias against the President. It's been reported that the bias is so strong that this individual actually worked with. Joe Biden, the whistleblower, the day after the call, the day after the call, writes a memo, very Comey-esque, if you, Jim Comey-like, mm-hmm. writes a memo where he says in the memo, the readout I got from the call was, was alarming, was crazy, was scary, was frightening. Use all these terms. But then he waits 18 days before he even files a complaint to the inspector general. And during that 18 days, what's one of the first things this guy does, or this lady does, who knows? What's one of the first things they do? They run off and meet with Adam Schiff's staff. And oh, by the way, when they did file the complaint to the inspector general, there's a form you have to fill out. And one of the boxes on that form says, who did you talk with in Congress? Did you meet with anyone on Capitol Hill? And guess what? This whistleblower didn't even check the box. So that's that's how this whole thing started, and now it's being run by Adam Schiff, who didn't tell us, by the way, that he met with the whistleblower during that time, before the complaint was filed. Adam Schiff, who said all through the Russia investigation that, you know, we have more than circumstantial evidence that the president was colluding with Russia, which we know was not true. So this is this unfair partisan process uh, being run by the Democrats, trying to overturn an election when we're just 13 months before the next one. Well, uh, I mean, that uh, lays out the the whole thing. And, wh- you know, one of the things, Jim, that just I believe is beginning to resonate with the American people, they are beginning to r- see that this is a, an, or it is indeed a witch hunt. I mean, and it's there is no transparency. As you've said over and over, this is happening in the basement of the Capitol mm-hmm. behind closed doors. Uh, many members of Congress are not even allowed to participate. Uh, and this is not classified information. And beyond that, uh, those who don't want to be in the depositions or transcribed uh, interviews, whatever, even just to go read yeah. the interviews, their members are not being allowed to. This whole thing, and as you mentioned, coming from Adam Schiff, who lied to the American people, who put words in the mouth of the yeah. president of the United States, I mean, does anyone think this is okay? No. And yet this is the guy who's leading this thing. The, the American, you, great point, Jody. The American people um, understand fairness, and they instinctively know that what is happening here is not fair. 
They get it. They don't have to be told. They're secret meetings in the basement of the Capitol, interviews above witnesses only the Democrats can call. Republicans don't have subpoena power. We can't call the witnesses we would like to bring in. The president doesn't have counsel in the room to cross-examine these witnesses. Members aren't allowed to attend. Matt Gates, a good friend of ours, Matt Gates was not allowed to sit in on one of these interviews. Matt Gates is a member of the Judiciary Committee. Now step back and think about this. At some point, if the Democrats continue down this road, and actually pushed all the way to impeachment, there will be articles of impeachment, the actual articles that they're going to say the president did, that will have to go to a Judiciary Committee, the Judiciary Committee, the House Judiciary Committee, with its storied history of defending the Constitution and due process and the Bill of Rights, will get those articles, and Matt Gates is a member of that committee, and yet he was not allowed to even sit in and listen, let alone ask questions, listen to what the witness was saying in these interviews and depositions. That is crazy. And oh, by the way, when you went down to read the transcript, you and other members that you led down there to read the transcript, you weren't allowed, as a member of the United States Congress, representing approximately three quarters of a million people, weren't allowed to look at the transcript of the special envoy to Ukraine. Not just anybody. The ambas- not even classified. Ambassador Volker, not classified transcript, the special envoy. You couldn't even see it. That is the type of... Uh, of game that is being played by Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and the Democrats in the Congress. All right, and I, I know the answer. I know the people who are listening to this podcast know the answer, but let's pound on the answer. Is any of this normal? No. Is this, is this the way an impeachment inquiry would typically go? And, of course, we're not even in an official inquiry. Right. Normally there's a vote that says we're going to start an official impeachment inquiry. With that vote are a set of rules that established things we were just talking about. Minority have subpoena power. Minority can call the minority uh, party can call witnesses. The president has a right to cross examine. The president has a right to have counsel present for all proceedings. That's the normal way it's done, where you where you actually have due process, where you actually have what the American people again instinctively get fairness. That is not how this is being done. And we now know Adam Schiff has resorted to this argument because he made it. I think he's. I think he began to make this last night. Certainly today. He began to argue, well, the reason we're operating this way is because in the previous impeachment inquiries in recent history with President Nixon and President Clinton, there was a special counsel investigation prior to the House having a formal impeachment inquiry vote, setting up the rules that we've just described. So he's saying what he's doing is the equivalent to what special counsel... And I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, think about that argument. Adam Schiff is now self-appointed, made himself the special counsel. Adam Schiff, who met with the whistleblower before the whistle... Adam Schiff's staff, excuse me, who met with the whistleblower before the whistleblower filed the complaint, has now deemed himself the special counsel. He's the Robert Mueller of the Ukraine. This is the, this is the, the, the degree and the length that Democrats will go to in their quest to undo the 2016 election, to go after the guy who has had an amazing three years leading our country, President Trump, to undo what 60 million Americans vote. I mean, that is the length they're willing to go. And I, I think, again, you, go, you could tell the American people, you think, you think Adam Schiff should be the special counsel? Uh, should, should, even though he had fact, he was a fact witness, basically, and got information, you think that they're going to like, are you kidding me? So this is how absurd it's all got. It is uh, absolutely absurd. And let, let's hit on the, the secrecy deal, because we, we've got this whole... Uh, the procedure that is being turned upside down. And we have House rules around here. Mm -hmm. 
And when certain things are not mentioned in the House rules, then you go to precedent. And the precedent on the previous impeachments that we've had is very clear of what to do. And so if they're not following precedent, they are violating House rules. Well, they're, they're right. They're, they're basically making up the rules as, as they, they go, go along. Right. And even the ones they make up, they don't want to follow those. So th- th- that is how, and that is, I mean, we're talking about something of the, the gravity and, and importance of, of an impeachment inquiry and possible vote. And they're going at it, and I think this, this sort of make it up as you go along uh, uh, process, very dangerous, very wrong, and, and, and truly, I think, uh, when, when this many members of Congress aren't even permitted to read a transcript, I mean, so, so you, you think about a handful of members on a few committees are actually listening to the witnesses, but at some point, 435 members of Congress will have to vote on the question in front of them. And if they haven't been able to see all the material, how do they cast the informed vote that, 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 that you want your member of Congress to have and be able to do? So that, that is, do it you is have any reasoning why, why they're not allowing members to read the transcripts? I think in the end, the reason they're doing this entire process in the format that they are is because they know deep down it's wrong. They know deep down there is no basis to, to be pursuing impeachment of President Trump. Remember, this all started with a phone call, right? That's what the whistleblower wrote his memo about, filed a complaint about. Even though he wasn't on the, the call, it was all about the phone call. And the best evidence of what happened on the phone call is to talk to the two people who were on the call and actually read the transcript of the call. And we have the transcript. And the transcript clearly shows no quid pro quo. And both individuals who were talking on the call, President Trump, Ukraine President Zelensky, have both said no quid pro quo, no pressure, no push. That's what they've said. So that should end the whole story. But no, 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 no. The Democrats are bound and determined to, to, to continue to go after this president. And they started all this. They started all this on July 30th. 2016, when they opened an investigation in the Trump campaign, this whole Trump-Russia, and they have not quit since that date. And that's the unfortunate part of how the things they put our country through over the last three years. And I don't see any stopping in sight either. They're going to continue this. I'm concerned with the whole secrecy deal uh, with this, keeping the American public from, I mean, impeachment, as you said, this is a major issue for our country to even consider impeaching a president, and yet the secrecy uh, that they're keeping from the American people and from members of Congress is unthinkable. Why are they going this route? You know, I, I remember, too, when this all started, Speaker Pelosi and Adam Schiff talking about the whistleblower and how important everything is, and now they're starting to say, well, we don't even need to know who the whistleblower is. And oh, I'm yeah, like, a couple of weeks ago, the whistleblower was so important. Yeah, and I'm like, are, 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 really? I mean, that, that's so, so we're on the oversight committee, and our committee probably deals with more whistleblowers than any other committee in Congress. And there are two kind of fundamental things you look at to evaluate the credibility of a whistleblower when they come forward. And of course, the first one is, did they have firsthand knowledge? And the second one is, what was their motive? What was their motivation? What kind of bias might they have? And this guy or this lady has, he's got, he or she's got problems on both of those accounts because this person had no firsthand knowledge and the inspector general told us they have a bias against the president. And yet now 
because of the actions of this whistleblower, the Democrats actually want to remove President Trump from office. And we don't even get to evaluate the credibility, look at this person, see this person testify, hear what they have to say, look at their demeanor when they're doing it. We don't even get to, as the American people, 330-some million people in this country, we don't get to see that when we're talking about removing the guy we elected as president of the United States. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And I was in a meeting today with Senator Lindsey Graham and he, re, regarding the uh, secondhand information, he made a great point that everybody can understand. He said, you can't even get a traffic ticket on secondhand knowledge. Uh, you can't, you, no one in this country is convicted of any crime based on secondhand knowledge. And yet here we go with impeachment potential against the President of the United States on secondhand knowledge when we have the transcript right in front of us. That's exactly what I was going to add, Jody. You're so right. We're, they're looking to impeach the president on, on the basis of secondhand knowledge when the individual has a bias against the president and not even take into account the firsthand knowledge we have, which is the statements from President Trump and President Zelensky and the actual readout transcript of the call itself. This is the absurd place that the left will, will take our country in their quest to undo the 2016 election, in their, in their willingness to go after the president at the expense of what's best for the nation. That's what we're seeing play out. And as you said, we're seeing it play out in such a secretive way. It is really troubling for the health of our, the health of our country. Well, it is, and the, the secrecy certainly undermines the basic principles of American justice that we value. I mean, as you referred to earlier, the president is not allowed counsel there. Uh, is not allowed to uh, have have his own subpoena or any of us, the minority for that matter, subpoena others. So the entire uh, foundation for justice itself is not only being undermined, but absolutely destroyed under this whole uh, atmosphere of secrecy. Yep, yep. And it's, it's you know, sometimes you, you step back and you, and you just say like, it's, it's, it's very dangerous, I think, what, what the left wants to do, where they want to go. I mean, we saw it with, um, we saw it with the, the, the Mueller investigation. Um, we, 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 the, the fact that in the Judiciary Committee, they weren't even willing to bring in certain folks. For example, for example, we have Inspector General did a report six weeks ago on Mr. Comey. We've yet to even have a hearing yet to have a hearing on that scathing report the Inspector General of the Justice Department had for former FBI Director Comey. Jerry Nadler wouldn't even have a hearing on it. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, we're talking about problems at the highest level of the FBI that the Inspector General has now reported on, particularly the leaks Mr. Comey uh, was involved in, and we don't even have a hearing on it because the Democrats are so obsessed with going after the president, they can't step back and see what is happening to our democracy, what is happening to our republic, what is happening to the rule of law, due process... And, and, and other issues that we need to be addressing, like securing the border and prescription drug prices, other things we need to be addressing, there's no time for that because they're a singular focus on we have to get Donald Trump out of office. And that is very scary. Well, I'll tell you, Jim, it's very, and this may be, forgive me if I'm uh, giving an improper analogy, this is what comes to my mind, though. It's, it smells very much like the old Gestapo-type tactics where you have these meetings taking place in basements, in bunkers, if you will, uh, in in secrecy where no one is uh, present, no one knows what's happening in this so-called uh, witch hunt court 
where accusations are thrown in, but you're not allowed to defend yourself, not allowed to have counsel, and they come out with a, a verdict. Uh, it's, it's extremely frightening to even consider the prospect that this type of thing is happening yeah. in the United States. And I think you're right. I think at some point, <clears throat> um, Mr. Schiff will put together a report that will, um, just like it seems they've cherry-picked information to leak to friendly press, uh, I think you'll see a report where they pull out portions of the testimony from the various witnesses who've been brought in for interviews, and it'll be a report that you know that that fits their narrative, uh, their false narrative, and goes after the president. And again, so many members of the United States Congress who represent, as I said before, approximately three quarters of a million people in their respective district won't have had a chance to be a part of that whole process. Unbelievable. And then it'll go to a one committee, the Judiciary Committee. My guess is they'll have some hearings there on the actual articles, and then it's on the floor. And a member's like, well, I didn't get to participate in, in hardly any of this process, and I have to now vote up or down on removing the president from office? Are you, are you again, 13 months before an election? So once I think the American people, and I think the American people are smart, and you walk them through this and you present this to them, they get it. They understand. They got American people got common sense, and they're like, "This is ridiculous." And they're upset over this. Mm -hmm. And we've got to start uh, wrapping up. But yesterday, or actually today, I think it was Nancy Pelosi came out saying that uh, she's not going to have a vote on this uh, impeachment inquiry. I look at that, and I think either it's because she doesn't have the votes, or she doesn't have the evidence. She certainly doesn't have the evidence. But what what do you think's behind? I think it's that? both. I think you're I exactly right. I think it's both. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if, if my guess is what happened is a number of these members went home and heard the same thing that you heard in Georgia and I heard in Ohio. Um, they heard in their respective district that, wait a minute, what are you doing? Why aren't you addressing the fact that there's still 50,000 illegals coming across the border each month? Why, why aren't you actually looking at prescription drug prices? Why aren't you making sure that the tax cuts are permanent? Why aren't you making sure that we keep this economy growing at the amazing pace it's been growing under, under President Trump? Why aren't you making sure that we do the things that you told us you were going to do? I bet, with, with the exception of a couple of the really radical lefties, and there's a lot of them, unfortunately, in the, in the party, but with the exception of a handful of those... I bet there's hardly any Democrats who ran for office in 2016 or 2018 who said, elect me and I'll go impeach the president. They probably ran on actually fixing some of the things that Americans care about right. and the families you represent and I get the privilege of representing care about. But no, no, no. It's all about going after the president because they don't like this, this fundamental fact. Donald Trump was elected to come here and shake this town up. And when he starts shaking it up, they can't take it. It's interesting in that call. It's interesting in that call. President Zelensky tells President Trump, because he was a reformer. He right. was an outsider. He'd never point. been in the government. He was, a, he was in, it was in uh, um, uh, television. He runs, and he tells President Trump on that call, I'm going to drain the swamp in, the Ukraine, in Ukraine like you're draining it here. And the establishment hates that. Deep down, Great point. deep down, that's where this all originates from. They cannot, the lefties in this town and the bureaucrats in this town, they can't take the fact that President Trump is doing what he said he was going to do. And President Zelensky is going to do the same thing in Ukraine. They don't like that. And so they, we get this concocted, secondhand, anonymous whistleblower who worked for Joe Biden, it appears, and doesn't like the president putting together a complaint that he waits 18 days to file because he first has to go talk to Adam Schiff. That is what's happening here. And the American people instinctively know it is wrong. 
Wow. Jim, thank you so much you for, thank for you. joining us. What a great discussion. Thank you for helping bring the American people up to speed. Folks, listen, that's all the time we have for this episode. Uh, as always, thank you so much for joining us. If you've enjoyed the program, which I know you have, we'd encourage you to take time to rate, subscribe, and review this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And for for more information, of course, with Freedom Caucus content, you can always follow us at facebook.com slash Freedom Caucus and on Twitter at Freedom Caucus. Until next time, hope you have a fantastic remainder of your day. We'll see you next time.